Welcome to Hashtag Managed, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of building a booked out social media business. Tune in every week for transparent conversations from a six-figure social media agency owner, sharing the highlights and lowlights of being a business owner, and episodes featuring industry experts to help you start, scale, and book out your own social media management business. Now, here's your host, Jessica Sheehy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. I'm really excited to introduce today's guest to all of you. And I'm also so excited for our conversation because we're going to dive into probably the biggest buzzword in the digital marketing space right now. We're chatting all things AI. So I want you all to meet Kinsey, the founder and host of the Feel Good Social and Authentic AI podcast. She helps down to earth entrepreneurs show up authentic authentically online and build a brand that works for you without losing your mind, wasting your time or selling your soul. Kinsey, welcome to the Hashtag Manage podcast. Tell me a little bit more about you and why you started your business. Yes. Thank you so much for bringing me on your show, Jessica. I'm so excited to geek out about AI with you because, you know, it's just so much fun to talk about and so interesting these days. Such a good topic. Um, But just to introduce me a little bit further, like you said, I am the host of both the Feel Good Social podcast and our brand new podcast, Authentic AI for Entrepreneurs. Super stoked to just dive into that world even farther. But I started my business, oh, like five-ish years ago now, six-ish years ago now, depending on like when the official start date is, right? Because I feel like we all kind of start freelancing and start diving into the world of entrepreneurship before we're ready to claim I am an entrepreneur and actually start our business, you know? So that was me. Um, You know, a little backstory, like way back, how it all started is uh, my now husband and I actually took a six-month trip through Asia. And I had the awesome idea to start like a travel blog. I was like, we're going to be like rock climbing influencers. <laughs> I started an Instagram for that. And lo- like, uh, spoiler alert, the blog lasted about a month, you know, the Instagram account, I was posting on it, but it was it did not really go anywhere. Let's be honest, because I kind of felt like I had that was the first time I really had that realization that, okay, Instagram takes work, you know, if you want to show up and market yourself. And I was over just enjoying myself in Asia, you know, I was like, oh, this is, you know, taking up too much of my time. It's distracting me from my travels. I better just like drop it for now. But fast forward to us getting back to the States, we moved to um, the Vale Valley in Colorado, and I got a job at a restaurant to kind of, you know, make some quick cash and <laughs> get all of that money back that I spent in Asia. And I was telling the owner about our travels and the Instagram account I started. And she was like, oh, you know how to do blogging. You know how to do Instagram. You should do that for us. And that was kind of just my first start of dabbling my toes into using social media to market your business, blogging, the online marketing world, all that stuff. And slowly that snowballed into me creating my business, Feel Good Social. And it took a while for me for sure to find my authentic angle of how I want to show up online and how I want to um, talk about marketing and and help other down-to-earth entrepreneurs and all that stuff. I definitely went through that whole journey of 
oh, um, I'm supposed to be showing up in this way, right? I'm supposed to be talking about things like this. I'm supposed to be looking professional all the time and acting like I'm knowing what I'm doing. And there was just a lot of rub there for me. <laughs> and I really like, it, my skin crawls so much when I feel like I'm trying to be someone all the time. It's exhausting for me. I just, I can't show up in a way that doesn't feel aligned or else like, something's something's wrong somewhere else you know and so i ended up just finally figuring out that big kind of lesson of okay kids if you want to see success online what you really have to do is just show up as your dang self lean into who you are talk about things in the way that you want to talk about them and you know and help other people who are just like you who aren't necessarily relating to some of the other people who are doing it in their way in like a different way right and so that's kind of the backbone of my business with Feel Good Social and now Authentic AI for Entrepreneurs, right? It's just that angle of approaching the entrepreneurship world, approaching online marketing and branding in a way that feels true and authentic and good to you, that works for you um, and aligns with your values and all that jazz, you know, and not having to follow all the shoulds that you hear online. And so when it comes to AI, we are trying to figure out how the heck we're supposed to use AI authentically too. And I will keep you posted. We'll talk about it today. And I'm sure it's going to be an ever evolving journey for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that. I had no idea about the um, the six months traveling abroad in Asia. That is so cool. I'm a Sagittarius. So anytime I hear anything travel or have any opportunity myself to, you know, leave the nest and go explore new cultures, new places, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Um, so that is really cool. But I love that that was your introduction to the online marketing world and social media and how that really started opening the doors for you. But that still was the time where you were still trying to learn and develop like who you were and how to authentically show up as yourself, which I absolutely love that pillar of your brand, which I think is so important for anyone who is marketing online. I think definitely for people who are personal brands, it's really important to lean into that authenticity of, you know, what makes you unique and what secret sauce do you have to the work that you do and all of that. So I think that's really, really cool. I'd love to talk. I know it's really new and it's obviously the topic of today's conversation. I'd love to talk about your pivot into AI. And I guess when was the first time that you started learning about AI and really wanted to kind of make that pivot to start, you know, to start the new podcast? Oh yeah, Jessica, it was definitely a pivot for sure too. And I like to share this story because I think that um, there's definitely like two camps of entrepreneurs that, well, actually more than that, probably more like three camps of entrepreneurs when it comes to AI technology. There's the people who are like, oh wow, this is awesome and just immediately embrace it. There's the people who are like, oh, that's cool, but like, I don't really have time to like learn something new or like it feels overwhelming. So they're kind of slow to approach it. And then there's the people like me who are, we're total curmudgeons, curmudgeons about it, right? Like <laughs> that was my first kind of, it took a while for me to definitely like turn toward AI and embrace it. Because I think when I first started hearing about it, it was about, you know, it was back in January, the beginning of this year, or like, uh, late last year, you know, and it was kind of, I started just hearing whispers about, oh, wait, you haven't been using ChatGPT, like it can help you do this, it can help you do that. Or like, you know, other AI technologies, such as like the video editing stuff, slowly starting to integrate its way into things and stuff. But especially when it came to the ChatGPT, like, I don't know why 
my initial reaction kind of jumped to, oh no, like, is this just one way that um, our creativity as humans is going to be like hindered, right? I have this whole thing kind of just like thing with Google in the back of my mind. Like I freaking love Google. I'm definitely a Googler for sure every day. However, I also like have this weird fear of like the kids who are growing up these days with all this information at their fingertips all the time. Like, will they not be able to like retain any new information and all that different stuff? So when it came to the AI stuff, my biggest like concern immediately was like, is this going to stop us from uh, thinking critically and thinking creatively as humans because we can now have like software to do it for us you know and like there was kind of this concern when it came to that and of course there's the other big fears such as are robots going to take over the world <laughs> such as like the ethics and the plagiarism side of it and and just all these different things are is AI going to turn us all into just mindless sheep and like make us all sound even more the same and show up more the same online as we already are, you know, because I feel like that's already kind of an issue a lot of times in a lot of industries. But so I was definitely a curmudgeon. Let's just <laughs> stick with that, I guess. And then I was um, driving on a two hour drive in the car. I was like listening to a podcast and I heard someone talking about chat GPT and and I also then listened to a second podcast about like dealing with your fears or something. And I had this big epiphany moment where I was like, oh, like I'm, I'm just like being a curmudgeon about this because I'm kind of like afraid of all of these things, but it's not anything that I can control. It's happening no matter what. And so the best thing I can do is fit, turn toward AI, turn toward ChatGPT, start dipping my toes into it, start learning more about it, embracing it and figuring out how I can use it in a way that aligns with my own values and feels authentic to me so that that's how I can use it. And hopefully I can share that with other people and they can use AI authentically for themselves as well. And I also have realized too, through learning about AI technology more so, listening to other podcasts about it and all of that stuff, like that has really helped me to learn more about it, open my eyes to it, but also hone my own opinions about it and kind of move forward in the conversation of AI technology so that hopefully we can shape an AI future that does feel good to us and that does align with us versus just being scared of it and like hoping the world doesn't go to, you know, crap. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love your perspective on AI. I feel like that is really refreshing. And I feel like honestly, a lot of people are probably in the similar boat with how they've, you know, heard about AI for the first time, or how they're, you know, really perceiving it and just honestly being skeptical about how to integrate it into their current workflows in their business and whatnot. So I've really loved, of course, learning from anyone and everyone in the business and marketing space around AI. But I am geeking out over how other industries are using AI. It's really fascinating to me to see how they are easily integrating it into, you know, how people in like the health and wellness industry are integrating ChatGPT into the work that they're doing and the clients they're serving and even the content they're creating. So I feel like that is such a really cool thing. And I'm really interested to see the future of AI and how it really goes. But I'm also excited to, I guess, be a part of the AI movement. And I think it kind of plays into, you know, how we have so much technology at 
the you know tip of our hands. It's right in our phones and on our computers and everywhere we look. And I think that's what makes online business so great in 2023. And I feel like there's just going to be more and more improvements to AI, the tools that use AI, um, that start integrating it more like into their into their tools and whatnot. So I'd love to talk about AI with content creation, because you mentioned a few points about how to, you know, there's the fear of do we all kind of sound the same? There's also, of course, you know, the ethics to AI and plagiarism and all of that. Um, but Kinsey, I would love to hear from your perspective, how can we integrate AI and specifically chat GPT into our content creation process? Oh, yeah. Um, I love this question. And this is where I'm going to start getting super nerdy. So watch out, friends. My hands are probably going to start waving around. But um, yeah, I mean, okay, so how can we start incorporating AI into our content creation process? I mean, the first thing I think we should talk about is that AI can feel a little bit overwhelming when you first start like start using it, having your eyes open to it. And then you realize, oh, wow, this can do a lot. And there's lots of different options for AI technology out there. There's lots of different ways that you can integrate it into your um, workflow for sure. Um, and so I think that the first thing we should talk about is, you know, it doesn't have to be all at once, right? When you start using AI technology in your content creation process, it's definitely just like start dabbling your toes in there a little bit, start getting curious, but don't put pressure on yourself to, oh my gosh, I have to figure this out immediately. And then also, especially if you're going into, let's like hone in on using ChatGPT for content creation and whatnot. Um, definitely have some sort of organization system um, like ready to go. You know, it doesn't have to be a perfect organization system. You'll probably figure out an organization system like um, as you start using it and or figure out how you can incorporate it into your current system that you're using. But like definitely at least have a Google Doc open next in the window next to ChatGPT or something like that because it is going to be spitting out so many results at you and you can it, it's definitely that like i feel like this happens to us without the use of chat gpt sometimes when we start brainstorming content ideas we're like oh but this and this and this and this and this like and then you have 10 ideas and you're like i don't know which to choose like where do i start you know and then with chat gpt it's that like tenfold you know and so always have like a google doc or something open that you can brain dump anything that you think might be helpful for future reference or you might need for future reference but that you so that you can like release that anxiety feeling that comes with feeling like you're gonna forget something or like you know there's too much stuff right so that's like the best way to kind of like decrease the overwhelm immediately um i mean when it comes to using chat gpt just like idea generation is so so great you can have it even help you with copy you can have it like help you uh brainstorm like cultural references or like cute little sayings or anything like that instead of saying something in a boring way right <laughs> you could be like how do i say this in like a more fun bubbly way or how do i say this like using a pop culture reference or something like that you know how would taylor swift say this <laughs> or is it like you can ask it things like that and so that's kind of a fun way that like on a smaller level it can help you with your copy but it isn't completely writing the whole thing for you um or you can have it write the whole thing for you but you know it's never 
quite going to be perfect. Or maybe sometimes it will spit out like quote unquote perfect captions and stuff, but you're still always going to want to go back and like check its work and read through it and make sure that it makes sense for your business or your client. And it sounds like you and all of that stuff. Oh, that was so good. And Kinsey, I was taking notes <laughs> while you were talking because I love the idea of, uh, I think so many people quickly jump to AI for content. They go straight to copywriting. They're like, okay, I'm going to go into AI. I'm going to give it a prompt or two. I'm going to get all of this copy for my business. And then when they get that product, they're like, oh, that is not really on brand. That does not really make sense. Or, you know, it's not fully, you know, embodying the you know, kind of content or message I'm wanting to share with that. Um, but I love AI for idealists and just idea generations and your tip on organization, because I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, what are you going to do with all of that? So if you have some sort of like system set up, no matter how you're already creating ideas for your social media, you know, kind of in incorporate ChatGPT into that to give you even more ideas. But I love the idea of having pop culture references because I personally feel like I'm not the great greatest at pop culture references. Um, and, you know, I love the idea of, you know, how would Taylor Swift say this? I mean, how perfect in the time that we're recording this, you know, for that. So I think that that is really awesome actionable advice. Kinsey, I'd love to know how can we create brand specific prompts that will generate brand specific ideas from chat GPT? And I guess, is there a way that we can do that? Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. I'm, I know this is exactly what I've been like kind of trying to hone how to do lately. And so this is perfect. Um, definitely like, who man, the thing about chat GPT is if you go in and just start asking it, generic questions like give me content ideas for marketing it'll give you very generic responses right and so I mean even asking give me content ideas for marketing I guess like at least you're honing in on the marketing but we need to be getting more and more and more specific deep diving super deep into who your brand is, what your brand values, how you help people, who are the people that you help, right? And telling ChatGPT all of these things before even asking it for content ideas, um, just because that will help you get like the most specific, unique responses for your brand that makes sense for your ideal customers, right? And then also niching down and getting super specific with the questions that you're asking it. So um, instead of saying marketing content ideas, you know, say like, give me three reels ideas or short form videos ideas for um, specific topics, specific topics. like get as specific as possible with your um, content that you're asking for it to generate. And then also make sure that you are telling it exactly who your brand is and who your ideal customers are. And so it can just give you those unique responses that make sense for your brand, that makes sense to your ideal customer, and that aren't just, I'm trying to think of a super generic marketing advice, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Cause I think that can really help you. You know, I think I, I hear it all the time. I see people put posts on social media or even in our Facebook community, and they're sharing that they're just a little frustrated with the results that they're getting from their chat GPT queries because it's very generic. But 
I can probably guarantee that they maybe are putting in something pretty generic. So it's, you know, makes sense that they're not getting anything super specific from that. But I love the idea of sharing about, you know, the brand and the values and just the target audience too. I think that's the biggest thing, especially as, you know, if you're a business owner listening to this, you probably know your ideal avatar really, really well. And even if you're a social media marketer or some sort of digital marketing freelancer tuning into this episode as well, that really can help you use ChatGPT for the clients that you're working with, as long as you just know all of those different things. Um, I'm curious, Kinsey, do you think there's a way that a social media marketer or digital marketing freelancer could use ChatGPT to maybe find out a little bit more about an ideal um, client avatar of the client they're working with? Because I feel like I've seen that a lot of questions lately in our Facebook group, one around content creation. <laughs> That's the number one question. So I hope this episode about AI and content creation is really helpful for that. But so many people in our community struggle with trying to get that information from their client. And nine times out of 10, just the client hasn't fully created that ideal client avatar or honestly, you know, gone through the proper branding process that they probably need for their business. So is there any way that maybe ChatGPT can kind of help with that or generate some sort of ideas to help them, you know, kind of have a better understanding of the avatar? Totally. And this is why I love this idea too for, you know, content creators, social media managers, anyone who's working with another client and having to fully understand their client's brand and their client's ideal customer. It's like, might be a little bit easier for you who understands your own clients and all that stuff. But yeah, like having to put yourself in and understand the ideal customer's uh, mind of your clients is so interesting. And yeah, ChatGPT can definitely help you with all this stuff. Um, basically just like telling ChatGPT your clients, brand, who they are, what they do, what they value, you know, all the different stuff. And then asking like what telling it what you know about their ideal customer, right? Uh, the demographics or just anything that you know about their ideal customer. And then asking it to break down different things that really might help you better understand the ideal customer and what you're trying to achieve um, with how you're helping them, right? So for like a social media manager, you might want to understand um, their pain points, their desires, you know, internal, external pain points and desires, you know, and really hone like that client avatar. It could totally help you brainstorm different things like that. You can brainstorm like daily life moments that might be relatable to this ideal customer. You know, you can brainstorm what are some of their main interests, you know, what are they the most worried about or interested in or concerned about when it comes to a certain topic, you know, um, you could ask like, what are some pop culture references that these people might understand, you know, and like really hone in on that. So there's ever what are some bands that they might like, where might they shop? You can ask ChatGPT all of these different things. Um, always remember that ChatGPT doesn't necessarily, it's not always correct right? It's not always right for your client, your brand, their ideal customers. So you always want to double check with your client and say, does this feel right to you? You know? Um, and also it's not always factual either. So you always want to be fact checking things if it does throw things out at you that like, you're like, that you just don't know anything about. Maybe, you know, do a Google search or something too, because it can definitely lie to you. <laughs> but yeah, it's really cool to just like, help you get into that mode. Like, I don't know 
I, I couldn't name a bunch of, you know, 70s bands. Actually, I probably could now because I've been listening to a lot of music with my husband's mom lately. But like, <laughs> but, you know, like back in the day, like I couldn't name a bunch of like bands from the 70s. And so if like your customers, if your clients customers are like people who grew up in the 70s, maybe they want to make 70s pop culture references and like. And as younger people, maybe we don't know that, but we can have chat GPT help us with that, right? So like, that's just so cool to me that like, yeah, we can so much more easily gain an understanding of who these people are so that we can create content specifically for them and speak in a way that they will just find like attractive and relatable, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And of course, bringing it back to the the pop culture, I would have never thought when I first asked you that question, okay, can we find out pop culture references that this avatar can understand? But I think that's so, so good because I know, especially as a marketer myself, I, I want to know all those things. I want to know the really basic demographics and, and things like that. But when I'm actually getting into the nitty gritty of content creation, I want to know all of that good stuff that's going to make them, you know, feel inspired or they can relate to. And I want to know what things they don't relate to you know what are the things that are maybe pain points that you know we need to like nicely touch on or different things like that so i i love that we can really use ChatGPT at so many stages of the content creation process i think that's really powerful that i mean not you, you can there's not really any other tool out there on the market that is able to do all of those different things um so i think that that is really really awesome um i know with generating idealists and um, you know generating content ideas, maybe even going deeper in these prompts around an ideal client avatar with ChatGPT can be overwhelming. As you mentioned, there's a lot of information that it can output. Um, you know whether that information is 100% correct, as you touched on, or maybe it's just a ton, and it's like, okay, hold on, how do I, you know, organize all of my digital files here? I'm personally a digital. I'm organized. I'm an organized person, but my digital, I have digital clutter. Let's just put it at that. Um, But Kinsey, I'd love to know what advice do you have for someone to overcome the overwhelm of all of the ideas that it's going to throw your way? Definitely. I know. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, Earlier in the episode when I was like complaining about, I was afraid of ChatGPT, you know, hindering our creativity and stuff. Like as soon as I started using it, I was like, oh, okay, never mind. This is like a way, this is a tool we can use to help us break through any creative blocks or writer's blocks that we come up on so that we can be more creative and like expansive and uh, more quickly and all this different stuff. And so, yeah, when you start using it, you're like, oh man I know and I'm definitely one of those people who I'm like oh but I want to remember this and I want to put a pin in this and all this different stuff and so I don't think that there's like a right or wrong way to organize it and I do think that like everyone's brains work differently when it comes to organizing and especially like the organizing tools that you use and whatnot right I know that you're a ClickUp girl yourself I like using um Airtable for content creation just because it really I like all of the different views and I like how it's intuitive to me the way that it works and it goes um 
it goes into the bucket view and it goes into the spreadsheet view and the mm -hmm. calendar view and all that different stuff. Um, I think that Trello is always a nice one for kind of the bucket organization system and stuff like that, or even just a freaking Google Doc. Like I said, <laughs> like if you don't have time to come up with an organization system for this, then just use a freaking Google Doc to dump ideas into it, right? But um, probably just like try trying your best to be as organized as possible and realizing that um if you don't snag every idea that it throws your way like that's okay like whether it was a good idea and you just didn't keep a hold of it that's okay it'll come back around to you later don't worry don't have anxiety about that and or like just being choosy about the content ideas that you use that are coming from ChatGPT, right so i always say definitely run it through the filter of does this make sense for my brand? Does this make sense to my ideal customers? And I always really like to ask as well, if it throws a content idea my way, I'll say, oh, what does Feel Good Social think about this? Like, does Feel Good Social kind of agree with this? Or do we kind of disagree with this? Or what is our approach to this, right? And that's kind of how I make sure that I'm like, filtering through any content ideas that it's throwing at me and making sure that I'm approaching using the content ideas in the way that feel good social would approach it. Um, and then also just like be gentle with yourself. Like, don't feel like you have to use it for all of the things just like, you know, just um, one thing at a time, even if you're just opening it up and using it for one thing a day or one thing a week, like that's cool. You don't have to use it for all the things. Um, give yourself permission to slowly practice and figure out how can this work in my workflow? You know, like you've been doing business for years without ChatGPT. It doesn't have to completely be integrated into your business in like two days, you know? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so funny that I feel like a lot of people expect that from ChatGPT, maybe just the nature of how quick it does work. But then it's always that like really instant letdown of, oh, that's not exactly what I needed. Um, but I think that's the beauty of ChatGPT is that it's super trainable, if you will. I feel like a lot of people use that word, right, Kinsey? Like they're training ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. um, is there any way that you can train ChatGPT? I feel like I see it so much on TikTok and YouTube from people talking about it, but is there a way to train it? Should you, or what should we do? Because I loved your point about, you know, asking those questions about you and your brand, but I just wanted to get your perspective on training ChatGPT, if that's a thing. <laughs> Oh, definitely, definitely. So, and I will just start out this by saying, you know, these softwares are all changing like so quickly every day, week, month, year. Like it's going to look super different and it's only going to get better and better and better, hopefully, cross your fingers. But, you know, um, so like this could change over time. But as of right now, you know, there's a few things we can do specifically for ChatGPT to quote unquote like train it for our brand. They did, and I'm not, I need to double check if this is like part of the plus. There's a ChatGPT plus, which is the paid version of it. Um, um, it just kind of works a little bit faster. It's supposed to be the next level version of ChatGPT to give you great responses, like better responses. But okay. um, but ChatGPT 3 also works really well too, you know? So, um, but I don't know if this is a part of the plus paid version or not, but there is like now this little, I forget what they call it too. It's just basically like, 
in, it's a settings like um, guidelines or settings that you can set for all of your chats. And basically it's like telling it your brand's information, right? Tell me about you. What do you care about? You know, why are you using ChatGPT? And then there's like a second box and it says, tell us how you want us to respond. You know, do you want us to be serious? Do you want us to be more like fun and just like casual, you know, different things. So there is a way that you could just train every chat conversation just automatically to understand certain things about you and your business and the tone of voice that you want to use in your writing and that you want ChatGPT to use as a response to you, right? Um, so there is like that overarching setting thing, which is awesome now because we used to have to go into every chat and like give that information initially, right? Um, because every chat window is different, right? So ChatGPT, if you open up a new chat window, it only knows like what it knows within that chat, unless you're using like this overarching setting thing where you tell it about your business now and stuff, right? But um, it will remember your conversation within that chat window and the topics that you're talking about. And it'll it will remember like the instructions that you give it, such as like for tone of voice or like who your brand is and anything like that, right? But it won't cross over between different chats. So that's always something to remember, unless you're using the overarching guidelines, right? Whatever that is for you. But um, so within one chat window, you can give it specific instructions and give it feedback based on the responses it's giving you. So you can ask it to expand more on this thing or rewrite this thing, but be more dry and less like dorky, you know, or um, you can say, you know, I wasn't looking for this as much in that last response as I'm looking for something like this, you know? So think of it, I always like to think of it as like an assistant and like literally kind of think of it as a human, like some sort of like someone you're having a conversation with and you're just like collaborating together on this idea, whatever you're trying to get out of ChatGPT. It's a collaborative process. You can't expect it to give you like the perfect answer the first time, right? You kind of have to go back and forth. You have to give it feedback on what it last responded to you and then um and then go back and forth a few times before you get the correct responses but yeah it does for the most part remember everything within one single chat window however i will say that i think once you get far enough down in the conversation it can tend to forget right um so sometimes you have to remind it of things you know like um yeah it's just funny to see how everyone is is talking about it online and stuff and all of these different insights that people are having and stuff. But I think the best thing you can do is remember that it's a collaborative process. It only knows what you're telling it. And so the more feedback you can get, the more back and forth you can um, do with it, like the better you're going to allow it to hone in on what you want from it. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I love the idea of the like overarching settings for, you know, giving that info, but also just, you know, keeping in mind that every chat window is different. And I love that thing that it's collaborative. I think that's the best way to probably put ChatGPT and how that really like integrates into our content planning process, which I think is really exciting. Kinsey, I'd love to know where do you see the future of AI? <laughs> oh man, I know. I asked this question on my podcast too, and I'm like, that's so huge, you know? <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, the future of AI is literally that it's happening, you know? And 
we can somewhat predict it and we can't really predict it at the same time. Um, it's just all we know is that it's happening. It's snowballing. It's always going to get bigger and better and more innovative. And also, you know, there's this fear that it could be used for quote unquote evil or like scary things or robots are going to take over the world, like all that <laughs> stuff, which, you know. It's a little melodramatic, but it's a concern, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, the thing is, we don't really know where the future of AI is going to take us. And you can either lean into the fear of it or you can lean into the excitement of it. Mm -hmm. And I tend to lean into exciting things as an Enneagram 7 myself. But I think that the most important thing to remember is the best thing you can do is is accept that it's happening and kind of slowly start to dabble your toes in it now. Learn a little bit more about it. Learn a little bit how you feel about it. Learn a little bit about what's happening with it so that it's not super, super overwhelming for you as it just continues to snowball into the future. And then also, hopefully, you can hone your own opinions about it and be involved in shaping it, right? And being be involved in conversations about it, right? And in being able to talk about it and and share, you know, your opinion, grow a community around how you feel about it and how we should be using it and all of that different stuff. Um, you know, because that's the best way I think that we can affect the future. If we just like go hide under a rock, okay, whatever is going to happen is going to happen, you know, but if we can have more people understanding it and using it authentically and using it in a way that feels good to us and in a way that aligns with our values and stuff, then that community will grow instead of like the evildoers or whatever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think that's such a great um, outlook on the future of AI and just how we can all be a part of the process. I mean, we're all probably going to be using it as soon as we're listening to this episode. I know I'm dying to go in and just check out those settings to, you know, add my brand to the whole chat GPT. Um, but I really love that. And I'm really excited, too, for the future of AI and just to, you know, also be a part of that conversation. Well, Kenzie, thank you so much for um, coming on the show and talking all things AI. I really enjoyed just kind of geeking out over this really awesome, you know, thing in the online business world. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business and your podcasts? Yes, thank you so much for bringing me on here, Jess. I could I could geek out with you all day about this <laughs> stuff, girl. But um, I would love to connect with anyone who wants to connect with me. I have two Instagrams at Feel Good Social for more of the branding, marketing, website side of things, and then at Authentic AI for entrepreneurs for the feel good approach to AI technology. And there we'll just be sharing all of the different things that we're learning as we go along in the journey. Um, my websites are feelgoodsocial.com or authenticai for entrepreneurs.com and the podcast feel good social or authentic AI for entrepreneurs search for them on whatever podcast platform you listen to. And I'd love to connect with you on those as well. And yeah, and I do, I am currently creating a uh, new kind of guide for helping you really hone your brand's 
kind of persona that you can share with ChatGPT so that hopefully it can give you better results um, and in a tone of voice that works for your brand um, without having to go through the like all more drama of trying to figure this out <laughs> and the frustration <laughs> of that, right? Um, so hopefully by the time this episode comes out, that'll be available for us. But it's basically taking you through uh, with different examples of things that you could share with ChatGPT that might help you hone um, your brand's personality, tone of voice, like what references it can use, like what it should talk about and all of that different stuff. Because I think that that's definitely one of the biggest hurdles to like starting to use chat GPT is like, and also like having to ask the question, like, who the heck is my brand? You know, sometimes that's like hard to describe in, in a way that chat GPT will understand. So um, that'll be available at Authentic AI for Entrepreneurs. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we will see. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Kinsey. And we will have all of Kinsey's links to um, her podcasts, her websites, her social media channels. And of course, if we have that guide available for you all, we will certainly link that in the show notes of this episode as well. Thank you again, Kinsey, for coming on the show and just sharing so, so much valuable knowledge around AI and how we can use it in our content creation process. And thank you to all of you for listening every single week on Hashtag Manage. We'll be back next week with a, another guest and a, another episode. Are you ready to create your own social media business that fuels your dream life? Whether that is financial freedom, time freedom, or anything else, this guide is your ultimate roadmap to building a sustainable social media management business. Inside this free guide, you'll learn how to build a sustainable business with the exact steps that I took to build my six-figure agency, why you started this business in the first place, and determine what you want to get out of it, how to scale your business beyond being a solopreneur social media manager. After this episode, go to the show notes to download your roadmap or type in socialsavvyhq.co forward slash podcast in your browser to access it there. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hashtag Managed. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Come back next week for another new episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll see you then.